to help support this podcast and get exclusive bonus content and rewards, make a monthly pledge at patreon.com slash universe box. And, and remember, remember to, to think, think outside. from Storybrook. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Amory And this is The Asylum, and the inmates are definitely in charge. We also Woo. talk about ABC's hit series, Once Upon a Time. How are you doing tonight, Amory? <laughs> I'm spectacular. And yourself? Awesome. I, I am doing awesome, actually. And so are our chatters over in the chat room at... Uh, what, what's the All chat right. room? Live.universebox.com, where we usually record on Monday nights, 8.30 p.m. EST. Like right now. Yes, like right now. Not for commentaries, uh, be warned. You know, those, those, those might just pop up in those your Those are pre-recorded feed. because uh, we, we have a lot of magic juice in those. So we sometimes have a lot of magic we juice. might need some edits now and again. Yeah, every now and then. But tonight, uh, we're very excited because this is going to be our first fan episode, our first fan-led episode. <laughs> it, 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 I'm, I'm super pumped about it's it. so cool. Uh, basically, if you guys listen to our listener roundtable uh, back in uh, what was that tradition? I uh, what was that May? I think late May. I don't know. Late May, yeah. Uh, but uh, for the, our listener roundtable, Hope suggested having a bunch of people, uh, a bunch of fans, listeners of the show, take come over. on the podcast and you know take over. So we were like, okay, here you go. That sounds fun. So uh, last Thursday, uh, they over on Hope's YouTube channel, they went ahead and recorded a, uh, a actually pretty tight episode mm-hmm. about about our usual about a minute ten minute fi- or a minute an hour, <laughs> an hour. It's only a minute long. An so hour ten, an be hour ready with 15. your stopwatch. So, you know, they, they did respect the time limits and everything mm-hmm. very good, uh, which I was very happy with. I, we have, I haven't watched it. Amory watched some of it. I watched, like, the last 10 minutes, like, the sappy stuff, so I wouldn't be all bally and stuff. Uh, but I, I, I'm very excited to see what they come up with. Uh, one word of warning. I, I know when I did peek in on it, when it was going on, I did hear, like, one curse word that we normally wouldn't allow on the podcast to slip out. But so. it's a fan show, so you'll have that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, so you know, if, if uh, you have some kids around or something, they, 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 yeah. our kids, our listeners, get a little excited. Uh, so, you know, if you, if you have issues with language, you might want to, you know, put in some headphones, you know, something like that. Yep. But, okay, so uh, we're going to be over in the chat room at live.universebox.com chatting with everybody uh, while all this is going on. But I guess we should go ahead and start the show, right? Yeah, and I see hope and bobby and i don't and think liz, liz is yep, liz in there, there now Excellent. let's see we have angel bobby liz mm-hmm. hope muster and michael Losero. so for once not only can you t- uh chat with the regular host of uh greetings yes. from storybrook but you can also chat with the temporary <laughs> host that we're about to play right now so let's go ahead and uh, take it away bobby hope and liz ooga chaka ooga 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 chaka ooga chaka ooga chaka ooga 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 chaka ooga I can't stop the feeling deep inside of me girl you just cannot be done you do to me when you hold me in your arms so tight that you let me know everything's alright oh I am believing I'm believing you're in love with me yay 
That's our theme song. We don't have the music. Yay! <laughs> Greetings from Storybrook. I'm not Bill Meeks. And I'm not Anne-Marie DeSimone. And this is a magical podcast where people come together over the love of a show. We're also going to talk about ABC's hit series, Once Upon a Time. Hi there, not Bill Meeks and not Anne-Marie DeSimone. Why don't we all introduce ourselves? You guys can begin. Bobby? Uh... That's me. I'm, I'm Bobby. You hear me every week at a little uh, two or three minute or more voicemail every week. And uh, hey. <laughs> and my other lovely host, Liz. Hello. And then I'm Hope Mullinex of Hope of All Trades. So welcome. Welcome to the crazy. The inmates have taken over the asylum. <laughs> <laughs> We're actually doing a very special episode here. Uh, Bill and Anne-Marie. Uh, Anne-Marie. And Marie are moving to another state, so we wanted to come together and just give them a week off. Uh, so going into season five, we want to take a look at the show as a whole, like what has stayed with us, what resonates with us, how did we find the show. This is going to be a very personal fan episode that we wanted to give to you, just from three crazy fans, and we've taken over. And like which of our episodes of our very personal favorites. So you guys get ready? Ready as well. Ready. <laughs> All right, so we're going to talk about our origin stories. And by origin stories, I mean how we found the show. So, Liz, why don't you begin? Okay. Um, so I remember the series before it even started, I was hooked on it because I saw the advertisements for the show. And it was, it was at Comic-Con before it even aired. It was up on that summer before it aired. And I watched the videos and anything I could get a hold of regarding the show I was watching I was paying attention to it and just you know so I, I was aware of it from the beginning and I knew it was going to be a hit um it was the kind of show that I knew I was just going to love from the get-go because it's all about fantasy and fairy tales I'm a big Disney freak so I just knew it was the right show for me nice my story is going to be a full of much more haterade so maybe Bobby should go first <laughs> <laughs> uh Let's see, when I first heard about the show, I believe it was, uh, I read that it was going to be based on Fables, which is a comic I got really into, a Vertigo comic, but uh, as soon as Marvel bought ABC, there was no way that was going to happen, so I'm guessing they just took the rough idea, and very rough idea, because I don't believe this is, like, really akin to fables at all, in my opinion. Um, but I'm a fan of sci-fi and fantasy, have been for as long as I can remember, and as so at any kind of high concept show that comes on the air, I always watch at least the first few episodes. Um, so, you know, I watched the first season. I was hooked. Uh, Robert Carlyle, I've always been a fan of uh, the series he did just before this was SGU. Uh, and I'm a huge Stargate fan of SGU and Stargate Universe. He played a very similar role in that uh, show. And that was another key ingredient to uh, me finding Once Upon a Time. It's interesting that Fables like mixes in so much because that's actually one of the reasons why Bill started watching the show because he was a fan of Fables. And to add to some of that, that's actually why in the beginning I hated Once Upon a Time. <laughs> I was very anti once in the beginning because uh, I was a huge fan of Fables. And actually, Fables was supposed to be a pilot first. Um, it was uh, in the works of a pilot. They were trying to get together, and then ABC dropped it. Several months later, they then picked up Once Upon a Time, and Adam and Eddie actually had to read several uh, 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 issues of Fables, and Bill Willingham, who writes Fables, had to watch read several of the scripts of Once Upon a Time to make sure they weren't overlapping on each other. 
And it was actually Graham's death that made Bill, Bill Williams say, this is great, do your thing. So being a huge fan of Fables, and I started seeing more and more stuff of Once Upon a Time, I was just like, oh, they're ripping off Fables. Oh, God. And so I was like, <laughs> I'm not watching this show. It's going to be a terrible, terrible show. And then about a year passed, and I, because certain circum certain circumstances, I moved in with my sister. And it was when Sherlock season two was going to be on PBS uh, for the first time in America. And I was like, I'm going to watch Sherlock. This is great. But we only have one television show, and it happens to be the season one finale of Once Upon a Time. So my sister wouldn't let me watch it. And I was so mad and upset. So then it became the show that was like Fable, but kept me away from Benedict Cumberbatch. So I just hated it all the more. And so a few more months passed, and I started... We're uh, RPing with this Fandrel blog on Tumblr, and if you don't know, Fandrel is a character from Thor, and uh, Josh Dallas played that role, and I started seeing her use these gifts of Josh Dallas in the RP, and I thought, I was like, yeah, this looks really cool, he's wearing leather, he's holding a sword, what's this? And she was like, oh, it's from Once Upon a Time, and I was like, oh, that show again, oh god, I, I hate it, I don't want to like it, but it did pique my interest, and finally, Angel, who I think is in the chat, um, Angel is my Captain America buddy. She loves if everything Chris Evans. And she messaged me out of the blue one time. She was like, hey, Hope, I started watching the show, and I think it might interest you because Sebastian Stan is in it, and he's playing the Mad Hatter. And I was like, wait a second. You mean Sebastian Stan, one of my favorite actors of all times, is playing one of my favorite literary characters of all times? What is this show? And she was like, it's Once Upon a Time. I was like, fine, fine, I'll watch the show. God. I had like five signs, and <laughs> so finally I sat down and I, I, I downloaded a few episodes, and then before I knew it, I binged watched season one in four days. Nice. Oh, yeah, and awesome. I, I, was, I was hooked ever since, so I went from absolutely hating the show to <laughs> being here now in this lovely time. <laughs> <laughs> but I got to say, I'm a little salty right now because I learned about 15 minutes ago that Michael Sock is not coming back to the series regular. So there's going to be a very mean blog written tonight after this. <laughs> but on the plus side, we got Rebecca Mater and, you know, the guy who plays Robin Hood, whose name is me right now, Sean McGuire. Sorry, Sean McGuire. That I would happily give up Sean McGuire and Rebecca Mater for Michael Sock <gasps> all day. Okay, yeah, I would give up well, Rebecca well, well, Mater, well, but not Sean McGuire. Wait, wait, wait. When did... Uh, when, when... Michael Soch is not coming back? No, uh, well, not as a series regular. Sorry to break the news to you, Bobby. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. I know. I just, oh, I, this isn't a podcast about that, but I'm going to, I can't oh, get I'm sorry. This is the first I've heard it. So it's like, ah. Uh, yeah, I, I, no, I just saw it 15 minutes ago on, on Bill and Anne Marie's Facebook page. So. That's crap because, uh, oh my God. I know. Can you blame them though? They barely used him. I mean, I'm but sure he. he, he That's not his fault. No, I'm not saying it's his fault, but maybe he wanted out of his contract because they weren't using him. I mean, we don't know the circumstances. Oh, they, yeah. they, I'm, I'm blaming the writers all up and exactly. down all day That's, for this. Yeah, I'm not trying to blame him at all, but. No, because he's, was... he's a beautiful gazelle with eyebrows I want to brush. Like, it's not his fault at all. I was not blaming him. Don't don't misunderstand me. I don't want to get yelled at. Oh, I didn't think you were. It just it really upset me. I don't think we're yelling at you. We're just both in an immense amount of fan pain right now. The fan yeah. pain is in right here in my lovely greetings from Storybrooke shirt. <laughs> I am all Sean McGuire and uh, Rebecca Mater, but I that's just I mean they brought him on 
and promised to give us like his backstory for us Wonderland fans. I know there's not many, but you know that's what I was looking forward to. And now I'm I was just told live. <laughs> oh, I know. I feel your pain. Like the first thing when before you got invited into the hangout, the mo the first thing that Liz heard from me was, "What do you mean? I'm just not gonna be back." <laughs> oh man. I moved, but well, I digress. I know we both digress because I could easily talk like that. I, I could I could gripe about this all day long, and I keep having to forget this isn't my podcast, so I can't. Exactly. Swear. <laughs> so now let us continue. So after four seasons, uh, we're God, we're going on year five of Once Upon a Time. That's crazy. Year five. Oh man. And I so I knew it would make it this far. I always knew. I always guess about five. Five good seasons and then one crap six season. Like that's what I always saw in my brain. So uh, don't, usually, don't, yeah. don't make nasty predictions like that. A good six season. Good. I well, wasn't lost any six seasons. Well, I didn't really watch that so. I, I only made it to season four. They lost, me, they lost me after the first season of Lost. I was just like, this is repetitive, it's annoying, it's not going anywhere. Mine was that uh, when Charlie something happened to Dominic Monaghan's character. That's when I stopped <laughs> for non-Lost fans. Um, so that's when I stopped. But um, looking back over the four ups and downs years of Lost, I want to know what are the episodes that have stuck with you four years later? So, um, where do we start with last time? Liz, let's, let's start with Bobby. You, you meant once, right? Not lost. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I meant. Alright. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm the best host ever! <laughs> um, the pilot, of course, because it did a good job of, you know, setting up the world. It was the episode that made me decide to come back. You know, of course, I said I watched the first few episodes anyway of, of uh, of the sh of each show, I'm not gonna just watch one show and stop. That'd be stupid. But um, the pilot was great. Uh, this past season finale was awesome. Um, I'm really looking forward to where that's going. Uh, and then my favorite, besides those, would be uh, think uh, think lovely thoughts. The episode where uh, Rumple uh, killed his dad. Because that like. Yeah. That was like as soon when Rumpel offered, or I'm sorry, when Peter Pan Rump offered Rumpel breakfast or told Rumpel what his favorite breakfast was. As soon as he said that, I was like, "That's Rumpel's dad." I, I, I'm, I'm not. Really? Yes, I'm not kidding. As soon as I, I, I'm pretty sure you can go back and listen to voicemails. I made that prediction. So, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna add to this. Um, I, her name is like Phoenix something on Twitter. Uh, her name, but her name is Sarah. She had found uh, Rebecca's uh, from Operation Cobra podcast, her her Dragon Con season two panel, like fan panel, and uh, like the one that me and Bill were on. That's how actually how me and Bill met in person. Um, she found that. And we, it was pre-3A, and apparently at the six-minute mark, I called Pan being Rumpel's father. I don't even remember this. <laughs> but I, I went back and I watched it, and I was like, wow, I did call Pan being Rumpel's father. Holy crap. Like I said, as soon as he – I don't know what it was, but as soon as he was like, oh, you like the well, – I forgot what he called it, bird's nest. I used to call it one-eyed jack when I made it for my kids. But, Toad in a hole. Huh? Toad in a hole. Is that what they called it on Once Upon a Time? That's no, that's what I call it in the oh, South. Okay, well, like a hundred different names for it, and so like as soon as he said that, I was like, "That's Rumple's dad," and I like, and then 
everything that happened after that like little there was always little things that would happen i was like oh there there it is that's his dad that's his, you know so i caught that pretty early and so when that episode happened and like i was probably like jumping up and cheering like yes i did i told <laughs> So, and I love the way it all played out. And, uh, so, yeah, that was probably my favorite, actually, that one episode. I like it. Um, Liz, what about, actually, I don't want to always have the last say, so I'm going to go. <laughs> go ahead, I don't care. Yeah, I don't want to always have, like, the last say. So, um, the three shows, uh, the three episodes, I, I have three and then I can honorable mention because it was almost, it's it's the one episode I always watch if I have a bad day. Um for me, Hat Trick changed the entire course of the show. Before Hat Trick, there were only two worlds. There was Storybrooke and there was the Enchanted Forest. Those were the only worlds. And then we go into Jefferson's Hat and we walk into the hollow doors and there's multi-worlds. There's every possibility to go everywhere. And in that one moment, it expanded the entire world of Once Upon a Time. And to me, like that was one of the biggest game-changing moments that we've had in the show like up to any point even even looking back at it if it wasn't for hat trick we would not have the exposure to all the worlds that we have now um and it's just I, and sebastian stan just killed it um like i said he's the reason why i started watching once upon a time and i just i absolutely love the guy and he's so good as jefferson and darn marvel for stealing him from us um but that to me is like one of the most important episodes they've ever had in the universe um, my personal second favorite episode is The Doctor. Uh, I, I, well, for one, Dr. Wells is my other favorite character. I'm so sad that they just have completely ignored him. Um, but it was important to me because up to that point, we had only had fantasy and fairy, fairy tale characters. And technically, the crocodile came before the Doctor, and Hook is a literary adventure character. He's not a fairy tale character. He's a literary character. But when we hit the Doctor... And we find out that we have Victor Frankenstein, this horror character who is not a fantasy. It opened even more doors to have even more characters like Mr. Darcy in Wonderland and like having these literary characters fill this world and we could go anywhere. And Victor was the first one there. Like, yeah, we had Killian revealed first, but Victor's been there since the beginning and he was always there first. And so that was another very important milestone for us to have characters like Lancelot, for us to have go to Camelot, because now we're out of fairy tales, we're actually in literature. And um, my third episode is Dirty Little Secrets from Once Wonderland. It is hands down one of the best written episodes of Once Upon a Time, and Emma Rigby just kills it, the entire episode. She should have won an Emmy for her role as Anastasia, and the Jabberwocky is just so scary. Will is just such a tragic character, not being able to do anything. Jafar is nasty. Like Finally, the nasty villain. I wanted him to be the entire time. And that is just hands down one of the best episodes. And then my honorable mention is uh, that still small voice because Archie is just my love. And I, whenever I'm in a bad day, I actually, if I ever get a chance to see Mr. Mr. Sabarge again, I'm going to get, uh, I will always do my best tattooed right here in his handwriting. Like, that's my next tattoo. It's going right there. That's, this space is reserved for Mr. Sabarge. So, <laughs> those are my, those are my that's episodes. dedication right there. Well, uh, all my, all mine are, uh, tattoos are fandom tattoos. I, that's my Harry Potter one. My, uh, Sherlock one's going to go right here. Right. So. Wait, I got to see the Harry Potter one. Uh, it's for the Harry Potter Alliance. It's kind of backwards right now. It's a heart with a lightning bolt. And I worked with this organization called the Harry Potter Alliance 
um, who use themes in Harry Potter to promote social justice, like send aid to Haiti and send books to uh, Rwanda and stuff like that. And I worked with them for five years. And so uh, that's, that's my Harry so Potter. Cool. And so my Sherlock one's going to be right here in my best friend's handwriting, but she lives two states away, so I haven't got that one yet. And that's going to be my once one. And the reason I get fandom tattoos is because these are major milestones in my life. Like, I got that when I was in college, and it was a big change in how I saw fandom. My Sherlock one right here, I'm going to get... Actually, the reason I'm getting Sherlock in uh, Once Upon a Time is... Well, one of the reasons I started watching once is I had lost my house to foreclosure, and I was homeless. And that's why I went to live with my sister. Um, and so the Once fandom and the Sherlock fandom helps me get back on my feet. Um, and wow. don't, don't give me your sad faces. I'm okay. <laughs> I'm obviously okay. I'm in a house. Um <laughs> But, like, uh, so fandoms have always been an important part of me. So if I get a random tattoo, it means that fandom has deeply impacted me. And so that's why I'm going to get sh my, my Sherlock buddies and my Once Upon a Time friends like you guys. Um, I want to always remember you guys. So. Aww. <laughs> yeah. And just tattoos are cool, guys. <laughs> I love tattoos. I have, I have a tattoo. Oh, I, have, really? I only have one. But we're, get, we're getting off the subject, though. Yeah, so Liz. We're really getting off the track. We don't have Bill. We don't have Bill to keep us on track. Yeah, that's my job. Sorry. Hey, this is a fandom personal episode. So, well, my tattoo doesn't have to do with any fandom. It was it's it's a blue butterfly on my hip, and I got it when I was 21, and it's my representation of becoming a woman. That and sounds that, like that, you're like Snow White. Snow White talks to butterflies. There's actually people in chat. Um, Yay! Yeah. Hey guys. Uh, so I just want to. Anna Marie's in the chat. Yeah, I know. Shout out to Angel, uh, CT Seth. I've never even That's seen. That's my boyfriend. Before. My boyfriend. Hi, okay. boyfriend. <laughs> you and Anne Marie. Hey guys. But Liz, you're finish us up now. What is your favorite three episodes and why? Okay, so my first favorite episode is the pilot. I love the pilot. I can watch it dozens of times, and I have. And the reason for that is because it sets up the whole show. I mean, it's the re I, for me, that, that was my addiction right there. I mean, from the first five minutes, we're seeing Prince Charming going, you know, riding the horse, trying to save Snow White. It was just so romantic. And it was, I just loved it. The scenery and everything that episode, it's just the whole plot thing. First, if it wasn't for that pilot, we wouldn't have a show. You know, so I think it's really crucial and really important. And then um, my other two favorite shows I'm just going to tie together are the season three finale and the season four finale. I love finales. They tie everything together, all the loose ends from the season. And I, I love the time travel aspect from the season three finale. It was like back to the future, you know, pretty much. It was, you know, it was. It was pretty much back to the future. So, I, and that's my favorite series of all time. Like, trilogy, it's all about, all about Back to the Future. That's my favorite trilogy of all time. So, so that for me, that was a big deal, seeing the time travel stuff. And then I hater-rated over the season four finale at first, but then after watching it a second time, I'm like, okay, this is actually pretty good. So, those are those are my favorite episodes. I see you hating on the Whovians in your notes. Yeah, I'm sorry. The only, okay, I'm not hating on Whovians. I just, the only time travel show that I haven't gotten into is Doctor Who. I try tried to give it a chance, but it just wasn't, it wasn't working for me. I was just like, this is way too out there for my mind. Liz, <laughs> Liz, yeah. it's totally okay. People like what they like, and they dislike what they dislike, so that's totally cool. Thank you. Thank you for your support. You're, you're very welcome. So, okay, so we have all these episodes that we love so much, and like these episodes have impacted, uh, impacted us. So while plot is great, um, to me personally, characters carry the show like that they, they are like the heart the soul the blood and the breath of the show 
So what characters have stuck with you through four seasons? Are the favorites still characters from season one, or is the, the new cast and the new spots taking over that love? So what are your top three favorite characters? And you're also allowed to throw out one honorable mention, and I did that because I had to. <laughs> Who's going first? Uh, uh, I'm not sure. I'll go ahead and start. Go, Bobby. Go, go ahead. All right. First of all, I do want to say, uh, CT Seth asks in the chat room, uh, who's the next non-Disney character that you all want to see in the show? I've wanted Dr. Faust and Mephistopheles from season one. Um, I think Dr. Faustus would come from Victor's world, and I think Mephistopheles and Victor's would be total bros. They would be just like, hey, man, what's up? Not much, man. What's going on? Oh, not the much. I'm just, like, making this little royal queen evil. What about you? Oh, not the much. I'm just using the seven deadly sins to, like, corrupt this guy's soul. All right, bro, five. Like, that, that would be Rumpel and Mephistopheles, and I've wanted them since season literary characters. What about you guys? <laughs> Um, I'd probably say, like, maybe Phineas Fogg. Oh, <gasps> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Captain Nemo. Uh, yeah. I'm just saying that's what I want is, like, a Jules Verne or H.G. Wells character. Why? Because it's not fantasy. It's not, you know, it, it's, it's, you know, I loved Hat Trek, too, but I've come to almost hate that episode and what it stands, what it stands for for me. Why is that? It stands for lost hope. They, you, you, you mentioned the few times that they've actually gone outside of fantasy. And, and, and it, it's great when it happens. They haven't lost hope. I She's just, right there. I'm just saying. Oh, <laughs> I have never heard that before. Never. <laughs> I had to do it. <laughs> um, you know, that episode was great. And, uh, you know, it made me, you know, wish, you know, uh, what's you know made me hope for what to, what was to come you know the worlds there was a friggin spaceship door in that hat there was I mean there was stuff you know it was crazy you know, I was like oh my god and then it just like never came to pass <laughs> what was that? that was my phone <laughs> that was the best timing ever no, no, Bobby, I completely agree. Like, I always argue that, like, the end of season two, I always, as much as I liked the Neverland arc, I wish they waited to have the rights to it. Because I am probably one of the few people who loved Greg and Tamara. Like, I I, I liked them because they brought in that science. And they brought in, like, that danger of this world versus fantasy. And I always had this... Oh, that's my dog, sorry. Uh, I was like, why is there a siren? Um... No, no, I, I love this idea of, like, I, I'm surprised they never went to Victor, first and foremost, because he was familiar with science and magic. He, They could have used him. And then one of the biggest disappointments was the fans had these amazing theories about Victor being the Wizard of Oz and Gearhart being the, the Tin Man and Jefferson, Jefferson being the Scarecrow and Rumpel being the Cowardly Lion and, like, Ruby or Emma being Dorothy. Like, these amazing fan theories and, like, mixing all this steampunk science with magic and, like... God, that's the show I want. Like, that's my show that I wanted so bad. It's, Oz was just a bunch of wasted potential for me. But even though Zelina has grown up on me because of her cray. That's what I feel like a lot of this show has been, is wasted potential. Don't get me wrong, I love the show. That's why, well, that's most of the reason that I've stuck with it for as long as I have. Because, let's face it, there's been quite a few fans 
even our own, you know, even our own uh, listeners to this podcast or Bill's and Amory's listeners, they, uh, you know, have fallen to the wayside. There's quite a few. Yeah, look at Rebecca Mater. She left after Neil died, and I can understand. Like that was a very I, I stay and still not over Neil. Rebecca Johnson. Yeah, that's what I say. Mater. Well, maybe Rebecca Mater listens too. <laughs> maybe she was a Neil fan. She could have been a Neil fan. <laughs> but Liz, did you have any characters that you, you know, uh, any non-Disney characters? I know you, you know, you, one of the reasons you like once is that you're a big Disney fan. Ah, uh, yeah, I can't really think of anything, and I'm I'm paying attention to the chat. And Dumbledore was mentioned from Harry Potter, <laughs> yeah, and I thought that would that would be really interesting. That'll never happen, but right. that'll be interesting. That would totally be interesting for <laughs> a big Potterhead. So I don't even like that nickname. I don't think it sounds great, but whatever. So um, yeah, so I, I think anything Harry Potter related mashing up my universe is oh my god, that would be amazing. <laughs> How's Moving Castle too? That's my other big one. Um, because How's Moving oh, Castle? Oh, I love Castle. Oh yeah. Have you have you read the book? Because the book is just like Once Upon a Time. There's actually a chapter where Howl takes Sophie to his world, and when they walk in, like she's just scared. She's seeing these boxes with like little tiny people trapped inside it, and she doesn't understand. And what you realize is Howl is fr- Howl is from Wales, and she's seeing technology for this first time, but she doesn't understand it because she's from a land of magic. Like Howl's and Howl is just like Rumble. He is a little poop face. <laughs> so like they would just be real bugs. Okay. That's my other one. I got totally lost there. I'm like, wait, what is she talking about? Yeah. I thought you were talking about the T V show Castle. Yeah. No, Howl's moving castle. It's a book. Oh, okay. Sorry. It's alright, it's alright. <laughs> Didn't they do an anime of Howl's Moving Castle? And the anime is good. Um, it's nothing like it's not very close to the book at all. Uh, but both the book and the anime are fantastic, but on their own separate terms. Um, let me see who was it. I just got lost. Got lost in the chat room for a second. Someone was saying they would like uh, Dorian Gray or Doctor Jekyll. Oh, it was Angel. It was Angel. Yeah, I actually had that talk with her ago. <laughs> and then. Uh... I'm I'm also paying attention to the chat. I know this is Bobby's job, but I'm sorry. I'm cutting Bobby off. Well, you're fine. I can't see the chat at all because I'm running the hangout, so I cannot yeah, look okay. at the chat. So, so ha- I'm happy. Teach you stuff, which is Casey, who's my boyfriend. He's in the living room. I can't go out of the bedroom. I'm, that's a joke. That's a joke. Um, he's he says, on the I want couch. a spinoff of what... <laughs> he says, I want a spinoff of what goes on in the hat. Yes. And, I would love... Um, yeah. I'm like, that's a great idea. If, if they ever do, like, another... Because originally the idea for the spinoffs is each season be a different world. So, like, they'd be, like, Once Upon a Time in Agrabah, Once Upon a Time in... But, of course, the spinoff didn't work, and that was, like, the original idea. I My my theory is that Jefferson and Whale has been traveling together since they were teenagers. And because of that, I mean, uh, they've had all these adventures, and I would love for that to be a spinoff. And just have it be David Anders and Sebastian Stan, and I'll be a happy thing, and throw Michael Saka in there so they can actually bring back this <laughs> interesting character. So... Everyone's going to watch me lean awkwardly as I turn on a light. Oh. So, <laughs> so that was the question that I posed originally. Um, let's go what back to the notes for that one. Yeah, what are the characters that have stuck with you over uh, all the years? So, Bobby, begin. Um, okay, Rumple, like I was saying, Robert Carlyle is like the, probably the main reason I actually started watching Once Upon a Time. So Rumple pretty much very quickly became my favorite character on the show. Um, 
he's remained up there. Um, but what I find interesting is that one of my least favorite characters on the show has now become one of my favorite characters on the show, and that would be Regina. Um, in the beginning, I didn't really like um, that they were just, it, it, it felt like totally from the beginning, they were already trying this whole, you know, like this, everything was leading towards redemption. Um, and I just kind of felt that there was so many things that the queen had done terribly wrong, like horribly wrong, that, you know, there's some things that you just can't, you know, be redeemed from. Um, but over four seasons, I feel like they've, she's earned it. You know, I mean, again, you know, she killed an entire town because they didn't, because they liked someone that she didn't. But why can't anybody get over that? <laughs> everybody always brings it up. We're just gonna get over a massacre. We'll get over a massacre. You gotta make it Boston. We'll just not really like it. Boston <laughs> massacre when we started a war, whatever. Needs <laughs> independence. <laughs> There's no America anymore. Things went all historical on us. We've got a vault of hearts. History drop the mic. <laughs> I know I'm a, I was a history major too. I was this close to being a history major. High five. <laughs> but all of that aside, I like I said, I do feel um, a, a character that is kind of uh, in the same vein. Uh, I was a huge fan of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And so, like, I almost uh, put her arc along with, like, Spike's, where, like, when in season six or whatever it was, when Spike, like, fought to gain his soul, like, Angel was oh, yeah. his soul and Spike had to fight for it. And, you know, that's kind of what happened with Regina. You know, she had, you know, she had to fight for her happy ending and, you know, make it her, make it on her own. And, you know, like I said, over four seasons, she went from like one of my least favorite characters to now one of my favorites. I, I can definitely see that. I, to me, like, even the Regina is not my favorite. Like, I, out of probably everybody in the main cast, especially now that they took someone away, um, she's the one that I feel like is the most important character at the moment. Like, she, especially since she's Emma's savior in a way now, um, she's take, kind of taking up that role, even if she's just Emma's personal savior. And she really is, like, I think one of the most important characters in the show. Let's not forget that Lana Perea kills it every friggin' week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think that has a lot to do with it, too. Well, do you want to go next, Liz, or me? Go ahead. Okay, Hope, who are your three favorite characters and why? Well, um, <laughs> well, I mean, I, I've said it already, Jefferson and Whale. Uh, I, they are ideal gray characters for me, and there's not that many gray, like, it, this whole weird season of heroes and villains, I feel like they were a lot of the setup for that. Like, now we have these, like, you know, heroes have become villains, and villains have become heroes. And, like, I, I, I feel like Jefferson and Whale did it better in a shorter amount of time than, like, Killian or any or any of them. Um, they are just such great characters. And when, when Regina and Rumpel are having these crazy moments where the Mad Hatter looks at them like they're insane and he's the sane one in the group, that's saying something. And I just, there's so much about those two characters I want to know. I want to know everything about them. I want to know their entire lives. I want to know how they made it. I, I just It's just such a shame to me. And then, <laughs> and I just want to throw out that I don't know what kind of Dr. Whale is. I don't understand what kind of doctor he is because my, my retired gynecologist stepmom was watching the show with me and she was like, what kind of doctor is Whale? And I'm like, well, he was... David's coma doctor. He did surgery on uh, on Hook and Greg when they were hit by cars and stuff. 
and now he's delivering babies for snow and she goes yeah he'd need eight more years of residency for each of those <laughs> to do any of that so I, I just wish they would use him better um my next favorite character if it's not obvious by the direction of this podcast is will scarlet <laughs> um he just michael Saka carried wonderland um he just from the first moment you see him to the end like he is the star player and I, it just makes me so angry what they did with him because he got me through the Frozen arc. I didn't really give flying pigs about Frozen, um, but I, I lived for those moments to see Michael Saka and to see to see Will Scarlet and what is he gonna do next? Like he was always so interesting and he was the smartest character on the show. He outsmarted Snow and Emma and David and everybody. He's the smartest character in Storybrooke because he's like Jefferson and Whale. He's that logic character. Jefferson and Whale use their logic. They're not based in, like, true love kisses and rainbows and unicorns. Like, they use their brains, and we don't have smart characters on the show anymore. They're all dumb as bricks. And I love them to death, but they're dumb. Um, and he's just so charming and funny, and he lights up a screen every time he's on the screen. He just steals the scenes. And I just wish they gave him better material through season four because I, I was scared that this was going to happen. I, I, I knew, but when he was only in... In one shot of the finale, I just, I knew they were letting it go. And I'm just so angry at the writers for dropping their most interesting character. And I guess my honorable mention, um, I just wanted to throw out because I couldn't choose, is Archie. <laughs> I love Archie. He's the best. He would be the richest man in Storybrooke if everybody went to therapy with him. <laughs> He'd be returning <laughs> Mr. Gold. He would. And he would just fix everything. And I think he should be mayor. And I wish they would just use Archie more. Because he's such a great character. He really is the the best, nicest character in the entire thing. He's more pure than Snow White. And I just wish they would use him more. Um, I my If it's not obvious, all my favorite characters are minor characters. Because the main cast bores the pants off me almost every week. And I love the minor cast. Yeah. Give me Leroy. Give me Ruby. Give me Granny. I, I really don't care about I wish Ruby could anymore. come back to the show. She can! She had an entire season of not doing anything. And the thing is, she was filming the same movie that Keegan was in. And Keegan came back this season, and they were in the same movie filming together. They were both in Dead Rising. Coda came back, too. Well, I don't, know why, I don't know why she hasn't come back, is what I mean. It's like, you know, she has the opportunity. She doesn't do anything. I mean, I don't know her schedule or her life or anything, but I'm like, I would love to see her back on. I'm going to give, give you the answer in two words. The writers. Did anyone notice... <laughs> Maybe it's just me, but in that last episode, um, you know, when they were all in the diner at the end of, towards the end of the episode, in the background, there was someone, there was like a waitress at the, at the counter getting an order or whatever. And she had the short skirt on and the midriff white shirt, just like, she, from the back, it looked like red or ruby rather. It's probably a double because they didn't get Oh no, I'm sure it wasn't her. But that, but I'm saying it looked like they dressed her to make it look like, oh, see, Ruby's right there. That's crap. Because it did the same thing to Raphael Sabarch. He had at least, from Frozen to now, and just this season, he had like three scenes cut. They paid him to come out. They filmed stuff. They had all the promo pics for him, and they cut at least three scenes with him this season alone. And he wasn't in those episodes, which is crap. I agree. <laughs> Because then we got stupid Frozen. Frozen, let it go. What, where were we? Let it go. Oh, God, go. where did I start? Sorry, that's for Anne-Marie right there. I'm more excited <laughs> the fact that they're making a a, car, a, a show for Tangled. <laughs> Tangled. Oh, my God, I'm so excited about that. I'm so excited. I'm 
god, Rapunzel's my princess. I can watch Tangled every single fucking day of the week. Yeah, I like Tangled much better. I would love that. I, and the fact that it's going to be Mandy Moore and Zach, whatever his name is. Levi. Well, Levi. I don't like him because he took over Josh Dallas's fan troll. So. Well, it what? wasn't his fault. Yeah, I know. The, well, Josh made the choice, but like, I honestly wouldn't. Charming went under the coma in season two. I, it was like right when they started, like we're getting ready to film Thor, and I was like, he's gonna be a fan because Charming's gonna be sleeping for half a season. This is gonna be great. <laughs> <laughs> but it didn't happen. That was sad. No. So, all right. So we are. Where are we? Where's my little handy dandy time? It's my over? turn. Favorite characters, and I'm ready. Yeah, okay. do it. Favorite characters, Liz. Shame on August. August. Ah, <laughs> oh, I love August. He's definitely in my top ten. Like, really, girl. I feel you. I do. Did he smell good? That's from Regal Con. Did he smell good? He smelled amazing. Oh. <laughs> it was so nice. He was so sweet. Like he held me so close, and I'm like, why am I? Sorry, baby. Why am I not single right now? I'm like, <laughs> he was so <laughs> dreamy. Oh my god, he was so I dreamy. Know. I think every couple should have a celebrity exception. Like, if you ever have a chance to, like, have a, an adult relation with a celebrity, I think every couple should allow that because it's going to make a heck of a good story. Well, I mean, I have my list of celebrities that I'm allowed to, you know, but he's not, he's not, on, he's not on that list. Like, Iron Man and, uh, you know, Robert Downey Jr., uh, Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I forget my other one right now. But I have like three guys that I would like, you know, I'm allowed to cheat with him on. But <laughs> what's what's your list, Bobby? What's your list? Your three your your three celebrities. Oh god. Um Okay, I'll do I'll do my wife while I'm thinking about it. Uh Tom Hiddleston. Um Um uh, 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 oh gosh, it's it's such a hard toss up between um Benedict Cumberbatch. Actually, not really Benedict Cumberbatch. I just want to have a nice conversation with him because he has had a very interesting life. Like, he was kidnapped in South Africa and held at gunpoint. I mean, like, he's had, like, and he's lived in Tibet to study with monks. Like, I just want to have a long conversation with Benedict Cumberbatch, and I'll take that as one of my three. And the other one is, and I hope he's not watching, Michael Saka. <laughs> <laughs> Though I have to say, like, I have two exceptions. Like, I would never want to break up Josh and Jenny, and I would never want to break up Helen Colin O'Donoghue, but I just want to touch Josh's arms. I just want to feel them and just, and then be just like, there, have a great life. <laughs> I just want to feel your arms. And then with Colin, I just want to feel his hair, and then, like, great, have a great life. Like, that's my little thing. I'm an arms and hair girl. I love oh, arms and hair. And Hugh Jackman. That's my other one, Hugh Jackman. Wolverine. Oh, that's a good one, too. Oh. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm purposefully naming my first son Logan. <laughs> Yay! Are, are you having a baby? No, no, oh, no. In the future. In the future. <laughs> I was like, was that an announcement on greetings from Storybrook? A little no. baby. No. Have all the babies, Liz. Enjoy. Bobby, what's your list before we go on? I honestly don't have one. Hope. Okay, I mean, so we're gonna pick Bobby's list. So he's going to want to have one night stands. With Cher. No, and, God, no. And Mick Jagger. Oh, God, no. And Mick Jagger. And no, to tie no, it back no. into once, uh, he's going to be in the cuddle fest with Adam and Eddie. I'm not even into one night stands. If, I mean, I would love to meet and get to know uh, Maria Bamford. <laughs> Aww, boo. I'm sorry. I just don't have. I don't, I don't know. I just know, you We're know. We're going to move on. What's going on in the chat? <laughs> right? Well, okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, we have some new people in the chat. Uh, Angie Bell. Uh, hello. Uh, let's see. Tim. Oh, Angie. I know Angie. Yay. Hi, Angie. Tim Delroy. 
Oh, Sage is here. Yay. Um, okay. Like I guess that's all. The, but we've got a pretty uh, active chat tonight, actually. A lot Yay. more than I thought there'd be. Is, did anybody ask any questions for us? Let's see. Uh, well, this is an <laughs> Um, oh, August Swoon, uh, Angie Bell says she liked the Frozen arc. Um, yeah, we've had talks, but that's good talks, good talks. That sounded really, really dangerous. We've had talks. No, we've had great talks and debates about that. And they better explain what happened to Anastasia, unfortunately. I don't think well, I don't think that's going to happen because no, Michael Storch yeah. is not on the show anymore. Uh, I'm just going to send this entire video as like a one hour and like that, right about taking him away. <laughs> Now we're just going to go back into this Michael Soch con. con uh... Well, that just shows how much fans love him. <laughs> <laughs> so instead, I'm going to pull this back since we have two more points and we're about 45 minutes in. So we're actually doing great on time. Real quick, thank you, Tim Delroy, for saying, why is Bobby not a teenage girl? <laughs> <laughs> why are you not a teenage girl, Bobby? That's the better question for this podcast. Why? Oh, you're asking me to like fawn over celebrities, and it's like I don't have Tiger Beat posters on my wall. <laughs> I haven't heard of that since the '90s. <laughs> so I'm gonna reel this back in since we only have two more points left. So with season five coming, we're of course in a very we're in a long hiatus. They announced that once isn't back until like the last weekend of September. It's gonna be almost October by the time once comes once comes back. It's a long hiatus. It always um, comes back at the end of September though. That's always been like that because my mom's birthday is at the end of September, so I can easily keep track that way. <laughs> you know, you know when once comes back, but now your mom's birthday. That's great. No, like last year it started on September 29th, and that is my mom's birthday. So I'm like, happy birthday, mom! At eight o'clock, we're watching Once Upon a Time. Forget your birthday; it's Once Upon a Time now. <laughs> that's okay. I, I seriously one... like that. I'm a horrible daughter. I know. No, that's not horrible. My entire family watches once, except for like my dad. So I was like, we're going to an early dinner, mom, and then we'll we'll watch Once Upon a Time. I took over her birthday. <laughs> <laughs> so, what would you guys like to see from season five? Um, whether it's characters or certain plots or what? So, Liz, you go first. Oh, I'm typing. Sorry. <laughs> um, I where is Emma? Where is she? I want to know. Where the hell is she? <laughs> I'm passionate. I'm just like, where did she go? That's what I want to know. And and I really feel like Rumpel will eventually, I, this is my theory. I've already stated it this, on the last podcast. So I'm going to say it again, that I think that Rumpel is eventually going to be the dark one again. I think it, Emma will be the dark one at least half the season, something along the lines, and then it'll go back to Rumpel. Because I, I see his character being so boring without him being Rumpel, like the dark one. I think it's going to be boring. Like, what the hell will they do with him? Yep. So. That is what I want to see in the fifth season. That's my prediction. And I just want Hook and, and, and I just want the characters to be happy, but that's not going to happen until the series finale. So, I don't know. And I'm not happy Rebecca Mater is a series regular because I hate the Wicked Witch. I'm not, I'm the kind of person that doesn't like the villains because you're not supposed to like the villains. So, I, that's me. I, I love villains. You can't have a good villain, a good, good guy without a good villain. So, that, that, that's me. That's what I want to see. Actually. You, I'm, I'm gonna go off a question here. So, like you for a second. Um, since we all are kind of agreeing that season five to season six might be the end, how do you think the series okay. will end? Um, are they all throwing I this out always, at you? Oh uh, no, who? I'm throwing this out at everybody because I'm going off your answer. But, but how do you think the series will end? 
I think the series will end with everybody getting their happy endings. But what that, is that? That's the most ideal ideal way for that to happen. I think is for the sh- I mean for the show to end. What do you what? How do you think their happy endings will end up doing though? Um, I think that Snow and Charming won't have to look, search for each other anymore. <laughs> you know, um, I think that Hook and um, Brain Fart, Hook and Emma will be together. I'm, I, you know, I'm hoping that Henry will get a girlfriend at some point. I've you always know, wanted to be he's Peggy. Getting, he's getting old enough. I, I've always wanted it to be Grace, like Jefferson's daughter, because I, I think she that already. In, in Hat Trick, she was like looking back, and I'm like five times like Henry's over there. <laughs> um, so like, <laughs> so I've always since season one, I've been shipping Grace and Henry together. That's cute. What about yeah. you, Bobby? How do you Bobby? think the series will end? How do I think the series will end? Um, yeah. Uh, um, I don't know. Um, hmm. Maybe magic coming to the real world. Like, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think that'd be t- a little too, I don't know. The way that the way they've written the show out, it's almost like it's like the real world. And so you almost can't end with just like the portals being opened and magic coming to the real world or, or anything like that, because I don't know. It's just, it's just weird. Um, oh God. I mean, the whole happy ending thing is probably what it'll be, what it will be. I kind of hope it isn't just as simple as that, quite honestly. Um, Anne Marie says that would be boring. Like exactly, yes, exactly. I mean, and I'm not, you know, no offense, you know, but I mean, it's just, of course, that's what it would be. And I feel like hopefully, hopefully, there isn't a lot of evidence for this, but hopefully the writers realize that too, and they're working towards something. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I, maybe if someone was saying that maybe the darkness is like the other half of Merlin, so like maybe the two of them are merged. I don't know. They, I mean, that would depend on if this season is the last one or not, which I kind of hope it isn't. I would w- love for like some sort of retooling where it isn't necessarily just about Emma and her being the savior and trying to convince everyone or vice versa. It's always been like this this weird back and forth flip, but there's so many different things it can be because there's so many different literary worlds. Mm-hmm. I would like, well, I'm going to agree with you. I, I wish they would focus on people other than the Charming family and, and all that and bring out some other people and even just like have it to where they shift to kind of like a newer cast, but they still have it open where the old cast can come back and uh, like make appearances and help out and stuff. But that being said, um, I think it's going to end with the cast being split. I think half of them's going to go back to Enchanted Forest. Like, Snow and Charming are going to go there with baby Neil. They're going to rule the kingdom, but they're going to have to make the hard choice to leave Emma, who wants to stay in the real world with Hook. And, and I, I think they're going to do that. <laughs> yeah, but, like, the, this time it's different. Like, they like people choose to either stay in Storybrooke or go to Enchanted Forest, and that's it. Like, there is no going back. Like, and that is the final choice. Um, if, if you want to go with magic or stay in this world and it's going to split the town like and it's going to be like almost like an exodus like people will choose whether to stay or go and like maybe like Ruby and Granny choose to split like Ruby stays here and Granny goes back and like maybe the dwarves get split up and like some of them stay and some of them go and it's going to be a very emotional time and Snow and Charming know they have to go back and rule this kingdom but they have to leave Emma who makes the choice to stay in Storybrooke instead of like, oh, God, there's a curse coming. We must decide this in five minutes. Oh, God. Like, it's actually like <laughs> a choice by the characters to make this split. So I like that. That's nice. I like that. Mm. But back to the original question, Bobby, what do you, would you like to see from season five? 
Um, <clears throat> I haven't really been thinking about it all that much. I try not to think about uh, what's going to happen a lot because I, I don't know, don't want to spoil myself. <laughs> um, but I kind of want, I mean, everyone, everyone is saying that they don't want Rumple to stick around without powers. He'd be so boring, blah, blah, blah. Why? I want to see, you know, what he's, you know, him struggling without powers and not being able to, you know, like he's, it's shown power to him. Power's like his drug, like magic is his drug. And, he, you know, they've shown it quite a few times, you know, like he acts like an addict, choosing it over other people and um, rationalizing it to himself, you know, that he's doing it for good, for the good. You know, he's, he's not hurting them because in the end, you know, it'll all be fine. Um, so it'll be, I think it'd be interesting to see him have to struggle with not being able to hide behind magic. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's what I'm looking forward to in season five. Yeah, I'm kind of on the same boat. Like, I haven't really thought too much about stories. The only story I want to see is not a regular anymore. So <laughs> I'm kind of like, oh, wow. But I haven't really thought much about it. Um, I don't really care that Emma's the dark one. It's not like, oh, God, Emma's the dark one. Like, I just don't really care. <laughs> and I don't really care that Rumple doesn't, is not the dark one, because I've been, I have not liked Rumple. I liked Rumple as a villain this season, but as the character of Rumple Silskin that I used to love so much up until this season, I don't like it. <laughs> um, so I've been on this, like, weird, like, Rumple boat. Like, I like him. What he's been doing, but at the same time, I haven't liked him. Um, and the char the charming sport, the pants off me, and like, what is Regina gonna do? She got her boo back. So like, honestly, the characters that I was really most like waiting to see was um, well, Will Scarlet, and I was wanting to go. I was hoping we'd get answers to that. That being said, um, what I want out of season five is I want them to go back to the full season format. Um, I'm so sick of this half season. It only worked for Neverland, and even then, we didn't even get all the questions to Neverland answered. And I wish they would bring back more of the minor characters. Like, I miss... Well, I was re-watching re a season two episode, and you look in the background, and you see Leroy and Archie and Whale and Ruby. Like, I want the, I want to see and look in the background and see the characters that I love. Uh, so, And I miss them. I miss the ensemble of this show that was season one and two. Like, this show was an ensemble. And the half-season format starting in Neverland destroyed that. And I, I, I want that back in my show because that's the show that I love. Um, I also wish they would make more Once Upon a Time comics because Once Upon a Time could easily be a monthly comic with so much stuff, with so many characters. They could do, like, little one-shots each week of all the characters, and Marvel should have it, and I will read every single issue. I, I, I love I love the comics. They're, they're right over there. I'm actually on my bed, so I was looking through them today. So, All right. So our very last point, because um, we're starting to push the seven mark, or the seven mark, the hour mark, and I don't want this to be more than an hour, because that's what their shows usually are. Actually, before we go into <laughs> this last part, Bobby, check the chat. Anything cool? Okay. Uh, I was just in here. <laughs> the, uh, I am sorry. I was trying. It's hard to do this. I don't see how they do this every week. Like, I know. It's <laughs> <laughs> a tough job. Um, so we now have proof when, like, when we are all like Bill and Anne Marie are in the chat, where we have proof that it's actually hard. So Bill and Marie, hats off to you. Thank you for that. Uh, they're saying they won't end the show till it stops making money. Mm -hmm, um, I agree with that. Disney's happy ending, okay? 
Um, they didn't say everyone is okay. I don't. I'm sorry. Uh, they say that if Once Upon a Time were a book series, they could do anything because then they wouldn't have to worry about. Ruby actually has a book coming out this fall. I think it's out in September, um, and it's a Ruby book, and it's more of her background in the Enchanted Forest. Though at the same time, I don't know what they're going to do with it because we know how, that she eats her lover. <laughs> so she eat, ate Peter. So, but Ruby does have a book coming soon. The uh, the thing we I brought up about Merlin, it was uh, Sage that brought that up. I believe it was the round table when she said that, the listener round table. Um, oh, please don't make it a theory. Oh, I'm sorry, Sage. I wasn't trying to throw anything on you. <laughs> Hamry <laughs> um, says she'll take over the ice cream shop. Uh, <laughs> and Grumpy and Nova end up. Oh, of course, yeah. Dreamy and Nova, Grumpy and Nova end up together. God, I love that episode. That yeah, was in my favorite episodes. That's a personal favorite of mine. As as poorly written as it is, I love Lee Arenberg, and he just kills it in that episode. Him and Snow. That was the commentary that Bill and Amory just released as well, wasn't it? Yeah, you guys should go watch that because it's it's. I I miss having. Snow and with her dwarves away from David. Like I, I actually wrote a little thing about it recently about how that's one of the best parts of Once Wonderland is Will and Alice's friendship is because they were never romantic loves. They they loved each other, but they never wanted to get into their pants. And we don't have that guy girl friendship anymore in Once Upon a Time. We don't have David and Ruby. We don't have Snow and the dwarves. We don't have Regina and Archie. Like they don't have these guy girl relationships anymore to show that friends can be opposite genders and friends. Um, and I miss that. That's something I would also like to see in season five. They're <laughs> saying that they they were looking forward to like Greg in the real world invading uh, Storybrooke. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're, they're wondering why people haven't found Storybrooke yet. I, I still argue that the guy who mops the floor in the asylums is Greg's dad. Like, I still think that's Greg's dad to this day. That uh, asylum is totally out of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Oh, yeah. Uh, but anyway, I also wanted to say, uh, Bill and Anne-Marie, I am one of the people who listen to your commentaries while I'm at work and not watching the show. Uh, <laughs> I tried that one time and it did not work. <laughs> well, I just like have a uh, pocket cast. And so I just play all my, you know, I have everything on automatic download. I, I play the playlist at the beginning of my day and I just never take out my headphones. So is, is Bill and or Anne-Marie in the chat still? Uh, actually, actually Anne-Marie just left. That's exactly what I was just going to say. No! Sorry. No, because this last part is for them. Well, we're going to do it anyway. Maybe she'll come back. So, chat, if you can see this, um, I want you guys to join in. And after we give our little spiels, we're going to go back. Bobby, I love you for doing this because <laughs> I'm just now making you do it. Um, we want you guys to join in what we're doing. So we're going to get personal and in the show as a surprise for Bill and Anne-Marie. We didn't tell them that we were going to do this part of the show. Um, so to end off, we want to talk about what greetings from Storybrooke and Anne-Marie and Bill and what they mean to us and like what this podcast and this show means to us. Um, so Liz, you actually have a written down answer, so you go first. Okay. Um, so let me pull this up. I want to get, I want to say it right. So Bill and Anne-Marie and the Greens from Starbuck podcast mean more to me than I can explain, but I'll try. This podcast has given me a place to belong. I have made friends here, and I have people I can talk to about my favorite show. And I'll admit, things got personal with Bill at RegalCon, and I had a, a couple of deep conversations with him that were really nice. 
So I appreciate this community very much. It has, it, yeah, it's, it's meant a lot to me to have some place to go to talk about my favorite show because I've never had this before. Sometimes I'll have one or two people that watch the same show that I do that I can talk to, but a community like this I've never been a part of, and I'm, and it's very special to me. So that's what I wanted to say. Bobby, do you want to go next for me? Um, I, I'll go. Um, that's only up to you because I'm gonna be saying mine just straight, whatever. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, I've been listening to podcasts for shows since, like, Chuck. Uh, there was, uh, very similar to this, actually. It was a husband and wife doing, uh, a YouTube-type, uh, not, uh, they, like, did a, a short video podcast and then a longer audio one, and I listened to that every week, and, um, ever since then, I've been hooked on podcasts. I don't even listen to, like, music or anything anymore much. I just listen to podcasts. Um, so whenever I like a show, I, um... One of the first things I do, you know, once I realize I'm invested in the show, is start listening to pod, a podcast about it. So around the second season, I started looking for podcasts to listen to for Once Upon a Time. I probably found like four or five of them. Um, uh, oh, uh, I, I wish I could remember the names of the other ones off the top of my head. Um, but it's been so long since I listened to those. Because, like, I downloaded four, like I said, four or five different podcasts, started listening to them, and slowly but surely started dwindling it down until I found the one I wanted, which was Greetings from Storybrooke. Um, and I, I feel like the reason that I love Greetings from Storybrooke so much is because, like Elizabeth said, I've even though I've been listening to podcasts for years, this is the first one that's been, I mean, interactive isn't the word. I mean, this is, like... <sighs> I, I, every week we, we get together, you know, it's, it's, it's just a small group of people, but we get together and are able to share our thoughts and our feelings. And, you know, it's about the show, but it's really, you know, more than the show comes out here. I mean, this is a, a group of friends that get together every week, you know, from all around, you know, you're in Georgia, you're in California, I believe. Deb-a-deb-debs in Germany. <laughs> I mean, it, it's just crazy. I've never seen a podcast that has, you know, just regard, you know, just connected so many people with. There's never any negativity on here uh, uh, towards anyone. It, it, everyone's so welcoming, and it just means a lot. To it means a lot to me. Um. So yeah, that's. I don't know. That's. <laughs> Did you? Anne Marie said, "We love you, Thor." <laughs> oh, all right so um oh gosh so i i grew up in fandoms um you know i i remember being in fifth grade debating pokemon who was better misty or, or may like i i grew up in fandoms my entire life um misty. Certain, <laughs> misty. yeah i agree totally dawn gives her a run for her money um but uh what was i saying oh so it, like but certain fandoms have stuck with me throughout the years, um, which is why I give fandom tattoos. Um, and, and the Once Upon a Time fandom is one of them. Um, I mentioned that uh, earlier in the, in the podcast that, like, you know, I had lost my house and I, I lived with my sister for a bit. And it was the Once fandom and the Sherlock fandom that helped me get out of that rut and get back on my feet. Well, a big part of that was was greetings from Storybrooke and um, some of the other Once Upon a Time podcasts as well. Um, and a lot of those other Once Upon a Time podcasts aren't even around anymore, but Creating Through Storybrook is very much a staple in my life now. Um, you guys are staples in my life. 
life. And podcast friends are special, man. You guys don't know the bad times where I've DM'd a bill on Twitter, and I'm just like, Bill, I'm having technical difficulties. How do I do this? <laughs> and, like, every time, he'll, like, send me an email, like, I can't get to it now, or he'll be like, I'm free right now, let's talk. And, like, he's helped me with, like, tech stuff. And just past that, like, having Bill and Anne-Marie there as support to – and being just such great friends and, and even just helping me discover other interests. Like, I don't know if I would have watched Gotham if, if – you know, I was interested in it, but it, when I saw that they were doing a Gotham podcast, I was like, yeah, I'm going to watch Gotham, just so I can hear Bill and Anne-Marie's podcast. Um, and Bill and, and Anne-Marie are just, I'm, I'm so sad they're moving to you, Bobby, and away from me, because I didn't get to hang out <laughs> with them very often. Um, but to me, I just, they are the nicest people you will ever meet, and they are incredibly funny, and they are so welcoming, and I know that sometimes I can be a brash and a jerk face, because there's a lot of conversations you guys don't see, um, and I am sorry for those, um, but they are the nicest people you will ever meet, and they're so welcoming to everybody in this community, and there's a reason that people know who they are, and that they've been nominated for so many awards, because because anybody can come to Greetings from Storybrooke and be part of this community. If, if you're a new listener or if you're an old listener, like, we, we want you here. And a lot of that is Bill and Amory are the best hosts around. They will take in anybody and everybody and will love you unconditionally, no matter what. And, yeah, and they, they are some of the best friends a girl could have. And to, to even be go a little bit further, I mean, you guys, I, because of Anne Marie, I met you guys. We're having a podcast together. Um, there are people in the chat room. Uh, I, I brought... You know, Angel's now in there every week, and she's one of my friends, and Sage, and, and everybody. I, I, I'm not looking at the chat room, so I'm sorry, guys. I don't have the chat room pulled up. I can't see it. Um, but, like, you brought us together, Bill and Anne-Marie. Like, you you introduced me to Bobby and to Liz, and, like, we're, we're friends because of you guys. Like, I, I wouldn't have these two wonderful, beautiful people in life if not for you guys. So, I mean, thank you for bringing us all together, and thank you for greetings from Storybrooke, and thank you for your time and your energy, because I know you're not getting paid for this. Um, thank you for, for giving us a place to belong. Yeah, thank you. Okay, the Bobby. Feels, the feels. The feels. Bobby, look at the chat. Look at the chat. Throw some shekels to the Patreon, everyone. Yes, go support the Patreon, because podcasters do not um, get paid. Um, I wish we had a link to the Patreon, but go to Universe Box, and there's a link to their Patreon, because... But pay a podcast. Take it from a podcaster. We don't get paid for this, <laughs> but that's the best way to support Bill and Amory is to to donate to the Patreon, and then you get fun goodies that nobody else gets, and it's super great. So go, 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 and also write them around reviews on iTunes so people can find their podcast better. So, right. um, Anne-Marie and, gives you a hug, Hope. And she says she was bad. You guys were bad in the beginning, and no, you weren't. No, you weren't. No, right. you weren't. Sage says the reason she uh, she listens is because of their charm and personality. Or the, it is your charm and personality that make it easy to get along, and the fact that your other listeners are awesome is a bonus. Is a bonus. Uh, Muster uh, likes this podcast because it seems fun, and the others seem to take it too seriously. He likes the or they like the silly conversational tone. Um, Angel, uh, what seriously? It feels a bit more interactive. I don't know. Uh, Angie says, I haven't really listened to this podcast before, although I went to the panel for it at R uh, RegalCon. Um, Angie, I wish I got to see you, because I, I wanted to meet your baby. <laughs> he had a new baby recently, and she was adorable. Where in California are you from, Angie? That's what I want to know. 
<laughs> we'll get we'll get you guys hooked up after this. <laughs> uh, Sage again says they're charming and funny, and they make you a part of their podcast. They make it feel as if you're contributing while you're listening to an awesome to awesome hosts. Um, again, like Liz said, Anne Marie throws you hugs. Uh, I guess that's really all of the uh, you know all that people say in the chat as far as uh, how they feel about Anne Marie and Bill. I wish we could have been able to listen to like uh, have people send us voicemails. About yeah, how... but, but I could be perfectly honest. I just learned how to use Google Hangout like three days ago, so that's not going to happen. Oh, no. <laughs> that's not going to happen. Anyway, but it would have been great to have voicemails. Uh... Oh, I know what we should do. Listeners, okay, so we're going to have a new plan now. Because Bill and Amory are about to move states, they're going to have a little bit of time off. Send them over the summer, over the summer hiatus. This is your fan Greetings from Storybrook Challenge. Ready? You're going to send Bill and Anne-Marie a voicemail of what they mean to you. I wish I had the number from Greetings from Storybrook in front of me. It's 424-something-something-something-4352. Oh, I did that for my mind. <laughs> That's not the number, though. Um, wow. Go to greetingsfromstorybrook.com, click on the voicemail button, send them a voicemail, and let uh, Anne-Marie and Bill know what they mean to you. Bobby, I just cut you off. What did you say? I was, I think it's like 274-2352. Yeah, that sounds like numbers. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. Anne-Marie says they can send in the voicemails. Uh, they're going to air the show again live at 8.30 on Monday. <laughs> All right. Well, we, well, that's going to be so meta. We can be in a chat. <laughs> we're in a chat. We're in a chat. It's Greetings Inception. We're in a chat. chat while we're watching ourselves live. Oh God. Here, here, okay, so Anne Marie put the number up. It's four two four two seven four two three five two. Okay, so between now and then, <clears throat> oh gosh, and probably the week after this, because if they're not going to air it until Monday, then people won't see this to do know to do this. So within a week after this airs on Greetings from Storybrooke, please go and send them a voicemail. Let them know what they mean to you. Let them know how much you love them, because. The three of us certainly love you guys to death, and we thank you for everything. And, and thank you for letting us take over your podcast for an episode. This is great. If you don't feel like uh, calling in voicemails, you can always record an MP3 as well and send it to greetingsfromstorybrook at gmail.com. You can also leave the messages on their Facebook page and send them a tweet too, which is, I think, GF Storybrook on Twitter and then Greetings from yes. Storybrook on Facebook. Mm -hmm. so, their Facebook has been a little quiet. Go light it up. Like, like, follow up what it says. Light well, it up, up, up. I feel like once the season starts, you know, once we start getting more news about, uh, you know, new cast members or or new characters coming on or anything like that, I, I ho hopefully we'll get see some more uh, activity on the fa on the uh, Facebook page. Yeah. Well, that's thank you for letting us take over your podcast and letting us tell our personal fan stories and what the show means to us and what you guys mean to us. So, Bobby. Where can people find you? Uh, like I said at the top, uh, every week uh, I call into reading from Storybrooke as well as Legends of Gotham and Universe Box. Um, other than that, my Twitter is at uh, Inevitable Hawk. I don't know why I chose such a freaking stupid name, but Bobby it's Hawk. It's the best name! <laughs> well, Bobby Hawk was taken by a youth pastor, in which I am totally not. <laughs> you look like a cool guy, youth pastor, Jesus guy. Yeah, I'd be the dude over there in the guitar. Yeah, yeah it's no, not me. Um, but, yeah, that's where you'll find me. Well, Liz, where can people find you? 
I finally have Twitter! <laughs> so people can find me on the Twitters at Queen underscore Liz87 and on Facebook as always. And then you can also find me at Hope Molinax. I have my own podcast called Hope of All Trades at uh, twotruefreaks.com. I'm also on the Doctor Who show. Um, and I, since my website, my poor website is still crashed and down, uh, we were having a hell of a time rebuilding it. Um, so you can find me at What the Fangirl at the moment, uh, writing for them. So, yeah. And I might be writing a very angry Michael Saka blog tonight on there, so we'll see. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you, Bill and Marie, for letting us take over your podcast. Thank you, Bobby and Liz, for joining me in this crazy adventure. <laughs> Yay, this was so much fun. And then, yeah, so I guess until next time, greetings from we actually had to listen to that about 17 Se- times yeah. when we were getting prepped and everything but no thank you guys thank so you guys much. seriously that was awesome yeah even, especially there at the like that last 10 minutes i'm i'm just gonna play save that as my i'm gonna save it as my ringtone and now every time someone calls i'll be like Emery is amazing and wonderful yay we like creators for I, I, uh, Hope says in the chat room, by the way, she's still writing the Michael Socha blog. Soka? Soka? So, so, so that's going to be about 17 pages okay. longer? <laughs> so, so some notes real quick. Notes. Uh, on, on the agenda. First of all, Anne-Marie, do you have anything? Yeah, I'm good. You're good? Okay. I'm going to let you give the notes. It was really weird because like, I felt like you guys were doing a cover version of the podcast. A and it was just really weird sitting outside of the format that we created and watching it go down. And kind of seeing how you guys kind of reverse engineered the whole uh-huh. thing too, which I mean, you guys, all of you guys have been on the show. You've seen the docs and stuff, so I'm sure it wasn't that hard. But you know, all <laughs> copy the copy and paste, like all all the uh, all the little uh, like uh, like just the little flourishes we put throughout the episodes. Just seeing you guys put them in there and stuff. You guys are paying attention. It's weird. They must be taking notes. Yeah, something. And yeah, of course, you know, right there at the end, you know, just like heartwarming. I, I actually watched it ahead of time, so I wouldn't be crying when we came back. Although I forgot that you guys took 10 minutes to end the episode. No, <laughs> no it was good, though. I, thank, you, I, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Honestly, you know, if we're if we're killed in a freak lightning storm tomorrow... There we go. Greetings from Storybrick. We'll go on by with, with uh, under the auspices of our wonderful listeners. Auspices. Auspices. Uh, now, we'll be back next week with another Once Upon a Time commentary. Yeah. And uh, the next week. And the and, next week. And the next, and, then, week. and the next week. And then probably a spoiler and, party or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's about a time. For yeah, 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 about time. After Comic-Con and all that stuff goes down. Comic-Con. Comic-Con. So, uh, Emery, where can people find you online? Um, you can find me on Twitter at AMD Simone. And as for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Bill Meeks. You can find all of the wonderful podcasts we do at universebox.com. There's Greetings. Greetings. There's Legends of Gotham that talks about Gotham. And there's Universe Box, which talks about everything. Hey, and then we kind of did this cool thing yesterday mm-hmm. where we recorded a Lost oh, podcast. Oh, yes, this is very true. And this will be coming out uh, through the Greetings feed later on this week. But we recorded a beta episode. for We've never seen Lost, really. No, nope, not so really. So we're going to watch it. And uh, it's one of the Patreon uh, bonuses that can be unlocked. But we figured we'd do a pilot episode. Yeah. Give you a little taste of what we're so lost. Yeah. It's like, hey. 
Look, look in the feeds for the We're So Lost uh, special uh, later on this week on the Greetings And feed. we're getting there. We're currently at $177. $177. And we need to get to 325 So close. But yet so, so close. So close. If, if, well, you know what? We're at the end of the fan episode. I, I feel comfortable throwing real numbers out there. We get eight to th- 10,000 people listening every week. If all of those people threw in 10 cents... Ten cents. We'd make it if one percent of those people threw in five bucks. We'd make it. So you could. You're you're one of the one percent. Yeah. Right. The I mean, five percent. Ten cents. Fifty cents. We're cool. Yeah, it'll happen. Make it happen. Patreon.com/slash universe box. But I guess that's about it. I and like I said, we'll be back next week for the commentary. Thanks again to Hope and Bobby and Liz and everyone who hung out in the chat room with us tonight. Seriously, for I the love super it. Me- meta uh, replay and everything. Super meta replay. So uh, until next time. Greetings from Storybrooke. Uga chaka, uga chaka, uga 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 chaka, uga chaka, uga chaka, uga 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 chaka. Twinsies. Oh, wait. Twinsies. Yeah, oh, wait, we got to show you. Where's the Emory camera? Emory cam. There we go. Yep. <laughs> Twinsies for the winsies. Twinsies. <laughs> That's what I always say.